Last time on Word Travels Fast. Our trip hit Albury right in time for the Ride Around the Murray Festival. This melts my heart. I love this night. Barry. But a doctor suggesting you ought to be resting takes all motivation away. And Luna. Masked people who used to have an identity. Took first and second place at the Slam, making them the last contestants we'd meet on the regional tour of New South Wales before heading to the finals in Sydney. What's your name? Uh, I'm Nutmeg. Hi, my name's Risha Sreetheran. Uh, I'm Sully Raphael. Craig. Hussey. Uh, I won in Wagga. Won Nara? Uh, in this W multilingual poetry slam. I got a new word, it's called nervated, so it's pretty much nervous and excited mixed together. Uh, yeah, of course it's to the nerves. <laughs> what else what am I saying? I just want to get up there and do my thing and smash it. Um, my psychologist would probably say that's something to do with avoidance and perfectionism, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a Saturday night in October 2017, and the winners of the New South Wales Slam Heats are backstage at the State Library getting prepped. I think the show's starting in, like, five minutes. I'll be your person at the door letting you know who's up next and, like, sort of... It's the second night of Storyfest, Word Travel's annual three-day spoken word festival, and we are at the main event of day two, the New South Wales Poetry Slam State Finals. Spell. Patrick. Megan. Over the last five episodes, we met the winning poets from Byron Bay, Kempsey, Moree, Gosford, Nowra and Albury. Not all of them could make it to the state finals in Sydney tonight. But those who did have their names written on a slip of paper, place it into a hat and wait to be called to the stage. My name is Ariel Cottingham, and I don't get to say this for much longer, but I'm the current reigning Australian Poetry Slam national champion. <laughs> Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-conforming folk to the 2017 Australian Poetry Slam New South Wales State Final. <laughs> much better. Poets like Bruce, the winner for Kempsey. You might feel a bit of a prick, said the bloke in the white coat with the stethoscope. Lewis, the winner for Gosford. I wish for peace. A peace that surpasses understanding, a peace of KFC. And Craig, the winner from Nara. Marry your mechanic, maintain your Mitsubishi, marvel at your mortgage. This smells a bit... Decided to share their winning poems again. The ones that made them the town champs back home. But for the rest of our regional poets, they took the chance to test out some new material. First up, Sam Turnbull, the winner from Byron Bay. Rushing man wears busyness like a badge of honour. He's double think, double speak, double shot deal. He's a harried, hurried hustler, hamster on a wheel. Rushing woman runs up escalators to her treadmill desk. She's a VIP, CEO, third degree, PhD. She's Twitter, she's Tumblr, she's hashtag green smoothie. Rushing man lives in manufactured urgency. He doesn't float like a butterfly. He stings like a buzzes like a buzzes like a bee. Rushing woman always wins the everyday 
phone, she's status update, click, she's like, click, she's share, click, she's click, notification, rushing man's a 15 hour day, rushing woman's a six figure pay, rushing man's iPad, iPod, iPhone, rushing woman thinks pap smears, a time alone, rushing man is frenetic, is frantic, is frenzied, he doesn't crawl like a centipede, he jumps like a, jumps like a, jumps like a flea, rushing woman outperforms, outsteps, outpaces, outsources kids lessons in tying shoelaces, rushing man missed the concept, the costume, the glitter set, grandma, the au pair, the teen, babysitter, rushing woman tracks her son by his Facebook check-ins, she's thumbs up, click, like, click, share, click, click, blocked by him, rushing man is codeine, rushing woman's caffeine, rushing man is Xanax, rushing woman's Prozac, rushing man's overdrive, rushing woman's overwork, rushing man's overwhelm, rushing woman's overlook, rushing man wears busyness like a suit of shining armour, he's hedging, he's hiding, he's hollow inside, he's daunted, he's dying, he's dreaming, denied, rushing woman stops, she reflects, she regrets, she slowly recedes, rushing man Rushing woman, may you both rest in peace. Next is Max Libretto, who took second place in Gosford. Oedipus, Volume 2. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. The ad feels like a heartbreak, a punch in the guts when you realise. A mother keen in cleaning away the fragments of her broken heart. He was the firstborn, stillborn, so it seems. But maybe, just maybe, there's more. See, they tempted fate, flipped a coin and lost, and it cost them all the love they had, but still they tried to protect him, protecting by forgetting he ever existed in the first place. For the prophecy said, kill your father and marry your mother, or maybe another if your luck holds out. Doubt that it will, but still you can hope. So they sent him away the day he was born, and someone else loved him as they would not, could not, dare not, dare to dream that maybe it wouldn't come true. Years later, same seller, new ad. For sale, wedding ring, no longer needed. Stayed up a week, longer than the last, seems the past might not repeat, but the prophecy does, and it left the same void, like a shot to the heart, and it drained her of all, yet she did not fall apart, and somehow she managed to love again. Fell straight in the deep end with him, and sure she was older, sixteen years, but this was true love, not some fleeting fancy. So up went one final ad, a desperate plea for a new beginning. I need my ring back. Max Libretto, all right. Now for one of the youngest contestants we met on the tour, 13-year-old Belle Jeffrey from Nara. Sometimes I think I must be living in a dystopian world because I don't know about you, but I live in a world where a boy tells me what kind of porn he's into just to remind me that the position where a woman has the least amount of power is the only position she should be in. A teacher tells a classroom full of boys that girls like it when they hit them. The leader of the free world dismisses sexual assault as locker room talk. Or maybe it's a period drama, one with housewives' bellies waiting to be stuffed with children, girls who are seen and not heard. A world where instead of telling boys not to look, we tell girls to cover up. Children married off as young as eight years old. 
No, no, it's a fantasy novel, right? Except the only fantasy is the one where I'm not treated like I'm dumber than my brother or the one where I can be alone with a man I don't know and still feel safe because to me, they're only fantasy because I think, is that man across the street staring at me a coincidence or am I not going to make it home today? Maybe it's one of those crime novels, the one where we all know who the murderer is, but we choose to ignore him because maybe, just maybe, if we don't say anything, he'll just stop killing. But even now, I know the truth is, it is a horror story and I know when they catch me, no matter how loudly I scream, nobody will hear me. Bell, Jeffrey, everybody. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. You, sir, with the wine in your hand. Really jealous. I should like some wine. That's a, that's a hint, 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 hint. If anyone wants to buy the... Oh, no, I don't want to take yours. <laughs> but if anyone wants to buy the host drink afterwards, that would be very uh, welcome. We're going to take a 10-minute break at this time. Go support the bar. Support the bar that supports both. Most of the poets we spoke to at the state finals were simply happy to be there and share their work with a receptive crowd. But apparently some poets have taken the competition element of the state finals a little too personally. Here's a story from Miles, the director of Word Travels. The craziest thing that's happened is we had a guy accuse the winner of plagiarism at the state final in 2009 because she sang somewhere over the rainbow just that line and yeah he sent a group email out to all of the state finalists with like a 12 page manifesto of how it was called the Australian Poetry Sham and that she needs to be disqualified etc etc so the following year he just started going through all the heats um, with his own clipboard, his own uh, stopwatch, and would just come up and go, I just want to compare my scores with your scores and make sure that you guys are actually doing the right thing. And we're like, uh, go sit down. <laughs> you know. But then that guy eventually yeah, was actually ringing up uh, fellow competitors and say, telling them that he was from the state library and that he'd been that they'd been disqualified. And then it turned out that he was never using his real name, so it was you know called him called himself Dro Smith, which if you you know flip Dro around, it's word. So yeah, so freaky. <laughs> up one more time for John Maddox. Thank you, John, for being here. Uh, I'm really excited because somebody actually listened and like bought me a beer. <laughs> Thank you. That literally never happens. <laughs> okay, so back to the poetry. The next poet was the second place getter from Byron Bay, Josh Holmes. Growing up to secure my safety, my mother handed me a sheath of dragon scales which was actually a small polka dotted blanket the size of my face, but it kept me warm like a chinchilla. At eight years old, she taught me to survey the lands of our video store. We'd then hunt together for fish and chips and, and brave a blizzard to get to our watering hole, a jug on the back shelf of our fridge. Friday nights was on me to cook dinner, so I'll use a tool that my ancestors built called a can opener 
and I'd serve baked beans and would sit around our campfire, an 18-inch knob-dialed screen. High school was weird. Grade 7, I found the gateway drug. Grade 8, my father drove to the edge of the atlas and never returned. I thought he'd be my life raft. Families can be like icebergs, the tip's worthy of a Christmas photo, but underneath can leave you battered, bruised and scarred. The following year, I was expelled. The following year, I went to TAFE. The following year, I joined the Defence Force. The following year, I went AWOL. That same year, all that turmoil had me bleeding out my veins, looking for my father's DNA. But like they say, don't cry. Be brave. Yes. The following 12 years is a blur of jails, institutions, death, bars, straitjackets, stars, because that's all I seen sitting in the gutter. Lucky for me in a YouTube vortex between killer whale documentaries and Illuminati videos, I found slam poetry. And I know... I no longer slam poems, I no longer slam opium through rage, I slam poems to my page and that's my story in two minutes, the limit that Miles gave us on this stage. Have a nice day. Josh Holmes, everybody! And finally, we have Luna, the winner for Aubrey. When we climb the mountain, we are pushed down. When we try to seek our identity, we are given one. When we try to learn something new, we are told we know enough. Yet they blame us when we cry, only seeing pathetic tears rolling down our cheeks, hearts that have no feelings and minds that can only carry so much. Because as girls, we were raised to be visually appealing, get married, have kids, raise a successful family. Is that what you call success? Watching your son go to school, earn an education and take the bright path while your daughter can only take the same path that you and so many other girls in the world are given? No. Because this girl has a dream to live life to the furthest and never be let down by the bigots who claim to be better than us. I dream of making male-dominated work fields just work fields. I dream of making playing soccer like a girl sound intimidating. I dream of writing until all the pens in the world run dry because our voice needs to be heard. We've been silenced for too long and our throats are getting dry from swallowing all the words, ideas, and dreams that are forbidden. Because as girls, as women, we are condemned to live suppressed, compressed, to fit inside the tiny little box society allows for us. And yet as much as I wriggle and pry, I cannot fit inside. My head is bursting, my heart is pulsing, and I'm alive. So I'm making my own path. A path where I can climb the mountain and have encouraging hands help me reach the peak. A path where I can find my own identity and love it. A path where knowledge will never be too much for my avid mind. Come with me, girl. I see the bright light of our future shining and urging us on. Time for the results. Would the poets we met on our New South Wales regional tour be going to the national championships? The answer is no. They poeted well, but the judges' favourites were new poets to us. Second place went to Solly Raphael from Coffs Harbour, now the youngest poet in the slam at only 12 years old. Yeah, just got up and did it. That's pretty much it. (laughs) 
He's pretty new to writing poetry. So how long have you been writing poetry? Pretty much since my mum told me about the heats and coughs, which was three weeks before the actual event. So that's pretty much it. did a little bit before, but not much. So the poem that I gave is called Australian Air. So it's pretty much about just we've been breathing in the same air and doing the same things and we can make changes, but we've never really just made the change we need to make. So... Our quality has always been a thing, but we've never really committed to making everyone equal, so I think we really should do that. Here's the poem that earned second place in the state. Air. It's the invisible goodness that links our brain with full gain, so we think without a strain and without it would probably go insane. And it goes for our blood veins, it acts like a water main. The more we get, the more our plants grow. The more our cells grow, the more we grow in wealth and health. And although our lives are stressful and pressurised with anxiety and control, and you're still working on relaxing your soul while running around the magnetic pole, looking for your self-control, although it's taking its toll, we still breathe. We breathe in. We breathe out. Since the day of our arrival, we've been killing our own survival and it's vital that our sidal title is put aside so we can become one with our rivals. We breathe in, we breathe out. So don't sit around waiting for your life to caper. Instead, grab your pens and your paper, your voices and your eyes so we can reach for the sky and look down on the world and tell them why we need to make a change to our lives. Because we don't have to be these average, everyday humans anymore. We can show this world what we feel, see and think and that might be the hidden link between peace, war and humans causing our own race to be extinct. And sometimes we need to breathe out just so we can breathe in kindness and passion because this Australian air is polluted with choking for our own depression and if we don't fight for our rights, it's like mixing him a more fight a pimp time so you can think fast the speed of light but if you're not speaking your own side, even though you might despite the fight and rewrite how we should reunite, we may as well do a plebiscite for fish keep celebrating how the blacks were killed by the whites. So get out of your seats. Rise up, open your windows, let fresh air flood your homes, flood your lungs, flood your brains, change the way you think, change the way you live. Open your eyes and breathe out yesterday's air and breathe in today's opportunities. And finally, coming in first place and winning the New South Wales state title was Srisha a poet who had won the Sydney Slam only the night before. Tonight, I was given the opportunity to speak my mind on a platform with open-minded people. Mm. And I had a lot of fun. And it turned out very well. It did, it did. (laughs) The poem came from a very personal place, a place where I have experienced a fair amount of maybe discrimination, you can call it, having <laughs> the factors against me. <laughs> and I, I travelled a bit and I kind of got people's opinions around the world and I was thinking, hey, Australia is a place where I have opportunities and I can speak what I want to say without a lot of repercussions that people, other people would face if they were of my background. So, um, yeah, I guess I just went for it. <laughs> 
If you ain't awake, stay woke for fake news. Capital T for truth. Time out. See, we're crying out. Second class citizens, we wander lust for home soil. I'm looking for a home in foreign lands. Can't understand why this system couldn't provide security for my brown yet Australian identity. Still a minority, for we are young and free. Our home is girt by seas. We play God, Poseidon to refugees, heightened egos and politics. How can politics see my tears, feel my fears, hear when she's closed her eyes, preoccupied, removing her burqa in the Senate? Genocide was the breast milk this nation suckled upon indigenous frustration. Motherland crawled from her womb's confines, suffocate. What kind of victory is wearing a flag, your cape, when it is drenched with the blood of your mother's history? Victory is not defined by secular incidents, not defined by colonial triumphs. Motherland she birthed your innocence, southern cross above your brown earth And still you slapped her cheek with your ignorance Relentless light our bongs, 26th of January Beer pong and a sunset barbie We hardly recognize progression in a justice system of tradition Victoria's bitter about the mechanism of oppression Progressive millennials voice regression in rhymes While aging populations flying vote no on our skylines Read between the lines the irony of hopeful immigrants Signing your dotted line, citizenship certificate, shake hand with white man, same hand, drops a phone call, Trump and Turnbull, a global ego brawl, build a wall, now rue is your temporary stall in your buying time but turn a blind eye to safety, refuge, when you're focused on hashtag fake news. So that was the state finals. Personal, political, kind of like a mini-parliament without the suits and party lines. I think young people are influenced easily by what they, you know, I mean, we're young minds, you know, we're, we're open-minded, I think, as well. And um, politics is important, socio-politics as well, because it's how we progress. And if you can, I mean, amalgamate... <laughs> politics with the creative means it's a really easy way for young people to understand what's going on in the world and where they fit into that um yeah where they fit into it this story is about you every one of you has the opportunity to get up on stage and say what's on your mind exactly like the people that came up here tonight they're from albury they're from small towns they're from glebe they're from all over the state and it's for me one of the most eclectic nights it's the creative democratic form that we need in this country. The judges have spoken, and Solly and Sarisha are off to the nationals, bringing us to our final slam stage, the Sydney Opera House. Word Travels Fast is produced by Word Travels in partnership with All the Best and is supported by the New South Wales Government through Create New South Wales. 
Sound production has been by me, your host, Tiga Nichols. We'd like to extend a big thanks to all of the poets who featured in this episode. To hear more episodes, simply visit wordtravels.info or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. <laughs>